faith in Bogota is tardy to the party. He's Bill on Daniel. We're gonna fill up our portal holes of various pieces of me that we've made most of our time around. Hey, Bill, you never would have watched this movie if it weren't for me. I would have never, ever. You know what? I think I did retroactively did see. Not retroactively. Uh, retroactively, I now remember. I think I may have some bits and pieces of this while going over my grandparents' house when I was like 10. That's uh, where you see it. Because <laughs> it's like one of those old movies that just feels old and looks old. And mm-hmm. I don't think this was ever popular enough to justify it like coming out in a higher fidelity like DVD or Blu-ray or anything like nah. that. So it's only like you're only going to find this on grungy old garage sale VHS is at the most or like yeah being shown on some kind of UHF channel in like 1987 at your grandma's house yeah so <sighs> I grew up on this movie and this movie is a fantastic example of hey it's okay to revisit stuff <laughs> and think it's not that great anymore. you have I've always been impressed by how consistently you've always mentioned wanting to do this movie not that you've brought it up all the time but it's something that ever since we started the podcast you've always been like hey maybe we'll do, our, do Darby O'Gill and the Little People and I've always been like why? <laughs> like, <what's, laughs> there's nothing wrong with it but like what's the specific appeal of it and just, so yeah it was, we're finally, it was, yeah it was just on all the time in my house and that's fine there's uh, a, the in the endings. Uh, there's a big moment that scared the living shit out of me when I was like six. I can imagine. So th- was this like your parents watching it, like as opposed to even your, like your grandparents? Yeah, and my siblings and all that. It was it was just one of those things that like probably showed on like the Disney movie hour yeah. we recorded off a of TV and. So you guys and, were actually watching it. it. It wasn't even like something that was like on the background you weren't paying attention to. Yeah, we watched that. it. That is weird, because, like, yeah, these older Disney movies, like, even from, like, like I said, we're not that old, what? different generationally or anything. We're only, cut like, five, six or seven years apart, but, like, even for me, this is, like, an old enough movie that, like, like... Well, they they also used to play these a lot more, yeah. you know, because they, they would have, like, the, the 2 p.m. movie they'd have every day. On a on Sunday TV, afternoon they, or something like that, yeah. Yeah, and... and Disney had its own block here in Portland that they would show stuff, and there were all the Herbie the Lovebug movies, or all the Homeward Bounds, or the the, the, the Disney quote-unquote animal documentaries that weren't really documentaries. All that stuff and got played I, all the time. <laughs> I went on a tear. I had some friends they, uh, who, a couple years ago, they moved to Japan. And before they moved to Japan, I gave them a hard drive of just, like, movies and stuff, like, to keep them entertained, because I don't know how easy it would be them to find, like, you know, old American movies while they were over in Japan. And uh, they're big Disney nerds, and so I decided to—they actually specifically did request, like, uh, for me to find as many old live-action Disney movies as as I could in the internet dumpster to put Mm -hmm. on this hard drive to to give to them. And I didn't realize how many garbage old live-action movies that Disney made between, like, pretty much between Disney's death and, like, 1980. Like, the 60s and 70s. There's just, like, there's, like, the cat named Tomasina. Like, the shag... Well, I mean, there's stuff like the Shaggy Dog, and everyone knows, like, Herbie the Love Bug and stuff like that. But, like, those are, like, the A-tier live-action movies of that time. They're in, like, you've got, like, the Computer of the War tennis shoes, and you've got all this other shit that's not even as popular as that stuff that I've never even heard of. Mm-hmm. And yeah, ugh, Disney's yeah. output was was banging, it's fucking bonkers. Yeah, it wasn't and all good. That's for damn sure. The but funny it was thing is, I had no idea that this was actually a Disney movie. I've always mm. only seen this movie uh, mentioned, uh, you know, because I grew up a special effects nerd, and I always heard people talk about the special effects in this movie as being one of the first big uh, movies that really centered around like you know all the trick photography with the with the leprechauns and stuff like that, and. Yeah. 
And yeah, for some reason, I didn't know that was a Disney movie. And so when this popped up, and I was like, oh shit, this actually like. And it's funny seeing the people who made this. Like the director of this is is wound up being the director of Mary Poppins five years later. Mm. And like a lot, a lot of the special effects people worked on. This is essentially a dry run for Mary Poppins, which is my favorite Disney movie of all time. Uh, yeah. And you can totally see the genesis of this being Walt Disney saying, but, "Let's let's let's make a movie about a fucking European cultural stereotype." Uh, yeah. Hey, Bill, is yeah. this movie racist or at least culturally insensitive? <laughs> I don't know. You know what? If they can still air Lucky Charms commercials, then this movie <laughs> should be okay. Um, I, yeah. While racism is technically about power over the unempowered and disenfranchised, well, then again, yeah, the Irish, but the uh, Irish have people were super dis- racist against the Irish. Yeah, back I was about in to say, if, uh, among Europeans, the Irish have been historically like, or super even downtrodden. when they came to America. I mean, just think of Millhouse. Watch out, I <laughs> scratchy. He's Irish. God about that. It's fucking <laughs> Roosevelt stopping the Irishman. <laughs> Fucking mm-hmm. Christ. Uh, you know what? At least, the, at least there's not Irish people getting beat up in this. They're just getting tricked by le- leprechauns. But I'm sure this movie has not done anything to enhance Irish cultural yeah. stereotypes, both in America and abroad. Um, God, this is this. So, what did you think about this scene? I we could say that for the end of the episode, but like, mm-hmm. it's a weird fucking movie. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> and like I said, I can totally see like. This this is all this is kind of a dry run for what they did. I think better, more successfully with Mary Poppins a couple of years later. Where, like I said, yeah, essentially they, take making a movie out of a cultural stereotype. But, but they never really used like the forced perspective type special effects again. No, and, and that's, they, they work really really well in this. Yeah, and that that's kind of a, a, a special effect trick that has been used. Uh, that was used a lot around the time this movie was made, but the thing kind of got abandoned as blue screen technology 20 years later with the, you know, the Star Wars movies and stuff became a thing. And that the, the forced perspective trick photography for shrinking people really didn't make a comeback until the Lord of the Rings movies, because it's exactly yeah. the same thing, where if you want someone to be smaller, you just put them farther away from the camera, but you then you just design the set in a certain way that the set looks the same on both halves of where the actors are, but, like, yeah, really, technically, one is, like, yeah, four times further away from the camera, so he seems only his quarter as big as the other guy. And it looks really good in this movie. I mean, there's some dodgy, like, there's this, this, some dodgy. There's the oh, anytime they use the blue screen or green screen or whatever it was at the time, it looks yeah. just garbage terrible. And I'm always a sucker for any movie special effect that incorporates, like, oversized, like, props where you're like, oh, no, it's a leprechaun with someone's giant, like, paper mache foot <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. But I had no that. idea this was a Sean Connery movie. Mm. I guess this is the movie that got him the gig as as James Bond. I guess the, the, the really? Cubby Broccoli, the guy who made the James Bond movies, he saw this and he was like, "That's our Bond," mm. and which is funny because he's such a galoot in this movie. Yeah. Uh, he's not particularly charming or anything like that. And I I, I took no notes movies for this movie because I just had a good time just watching it by itself. Did there you? Was, oh, I was I, I kind oh, of figured you would have been. I'm never 
gonna watch it again, but like I was, yeah. it's affable enough. I just had a good time. I li- I just had, li- li- I just literally just had a bowl of popcorn and just watched this movie and just yeah, nice. yeah, had a good time. Uh, but yeah, there's barely any trivia other than the special effects stuff and the Sean Connery thing. And also, the only other real note I could find was uh, the main lady, the daughter of this movie. She died of alcoholism like five years after this movie got made. And I was like, that, that, that's kind of a bummer. No, not 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 a start from the 50s. I know. And like so many ladies died of alcoholism when they were stars in the 40s and 50s. It's ridiculous. I'm, I'm used to like the idea of just guys uh, succumbing to that kind of fate, but... Yeah, because I was like, oh, this lady's really cute, and she seems like she can actually sing unless she's being dubbed. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, and I was like, what What else did she do? And she's like, oh, she did nothing. She just died porn alone. I was like, oh, no. Oh, um, oh. Yeah, so Darby will kill the little people. Yeah. How it does starts, it start? It starts, well, in, it starts in beautiful matte painting village. Yeah, and it starts with uh, a, a note. <laughs> My thanks to King Brian of Nakashiya. <laughs> And his leprechauns, whose gracious cooperation made this picture possible, Walt oh, Disney. Okay, this is the other. Okay, I got two other bits of trivia. Might as well get this out of the way because this kind of explains the the opening thing. Uh, <laughs> none of the actors portraying the leprechauns were credited on screen because Disney Disney did not want to ruin the mystique around the leprechaun characters, and even devoted a segment of the Disneyland TV show to claim that the actor who played Darby O'Gill in the movie had captured the leprechauns in real life and wished for them to star in the movie. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Which is... I mean, wow. I... I meant I tried to go look it up, but of course, like looking up any clips from the anything Disney related is really hard to find, especially even the old Disneyland TV show. So I couldn't find clips of that. But I was like, man, that's I'm, I'm hopefully hopefully that was presented as being cheeky. Like we're telling you this, but we're hopefully not thinking that you're buying this. Like we're just still having fun. Not that mm. like we're literally trying to tell you that we enslaved real life leprechauns for this movie. So I guess this 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 opening bit of text at the, at the beginning is saying, like, hey, thank you, leprechauns. For letting us trick you into being hard in our movie, <laughs> which is so fucking weird. Yeah. Well, imagine if Mary Poppins started off with a note from Walt Disney saying, "Sorry, Mary Poppins, that we enslaved you for the six months that we made this film." <laughs> Love Walt yeah. Disney. We kind of odd, but yeah. Anyway. Anyway, some old bitch. She's oh, going God, to borrow yeah. some tea or shit from Katie O'Gill. Have we seen Darby her in O'Gill's something dog. before? I looked her up on IMDb. No, she just looks like every. Uno O'Connor looking yeah she's, she's definitely that Pokemon type woman. and she actually kind of looks like a live action version of the witch from Snow White of all things which is kind of funny mm. enough yeah yeah and she starts talking to Katie who, about how she's basically an old maid now. Ugh, she's <laughs> gross. She's like All spoiled and shit. Like that. Yeah. yeah, Katie's this super cute, big-lipped, red-haired lady who's, who's just like the stereotypical <sighs> Irish lass. She, but she's been getting her bangs cut by the blind guy in town because oof oh, hey, uh, do they do they suggest this movie's taking place in modern day Ireland or is it supposed to be old time Ireland? I don't think they ever suggest one way or another. I was gonna They're say they're using that's... like lanterns and shit, so I'm yeah. guessing pre electricity. Yeah, it's all horse drawn cat. Yeah, that's a good point actually. So I guess maybe I mean this could if if it's pre cars, if it's still a horse drawn carriage, it could take place pretty much any time up until like 1920, I guess. But yeah, anyway, not that that really matters. But I got to thinking about that a couple times in the film. Like I don't know if there's any kind of mention of like no. modern day events or right? well, anyway, but yeah. Katie's basically spoiled now, all <laughs> gross and rotted. What man would want her? Maybe her shitty son, Pony. She named her son Pony. I! Okay, here's the other thing. I'm glad you were here to take notes. 
Mm. And you've seen this movie a billion times, so you know what these characters are saying and what's happening in the plot. Sometimes I did not. <laughs> because the Irish accents are thick enough that I was like... Even with me paying attention with my bowl of popcorn, I was like, I have no idea what those characters just said. Uh, that was obviously some kind of exposition setting up the plot, but I'm just going to roll with it. Because this is being a Disney children's film. I can't imagine the plot's going to be that complicated. Thank God yeah. I was right. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And her son, Pony, subscribes to that whole Pony. Gaston thing of being yeah. horrible. He actually, even being to the lady you're trying to court. That's a good point. And actually, everyone yeah. else. Um, so... Uh, God, this could, l- I'm watching Pony- what we're talking about, and this lady's like rifling through Kate's ca- cupboards and yeah. shit, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Pony could marry her and take Darby's job over, well, t- uh, he, which is tending to the the Lord of the Lands, whatever. And uh, yeah, that's and, the hey, big crux hey, of the bitch, plot of this. Yeah, stop handling things in the house like you're gonna inherit it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that's what she's. Oh, she. So she is really just kind of. Oh, that's even yeah, grosser. she's looking to yeah, she's looking to see like, oh, what could I get if Pony marries her? Oh. Mm. Does she ever get her just desserts at the end of this movie? No, I know Pony gets his ass knocked on, but she like this lady's the secret real villain of this movie. Oh, it ain't no secret. Yeah, I mean, and especially just the fact that like she made Pony what he is, and like, mm. oh my god, if anyone deserves to get whisked away by the banshee, it's her. Although <laughs> yeah, she's old enough, yeah. she's gonna be the next one probably. Actually, yeah, but yeah. So, uh, um. Before this old bitch can keep talking about her shitty son more, uh, the Lordship Fitzpatrick shows up for a surprise visit with a very young Sean Connery. Yeah. How young? Maybe even pre-hairpiece Sean Connery. Yeah. I mean, this is just a couple years before. I guess this next thing must have been the first James Bond movie, because it's like 1959, and I think the first Bond movie is like 1960-61, so... Yeah, this is pretty much the youngest James Bond you're, uh, Sean Connery you're going to see in anything, really. Well, he's yeah. he's been making movies since 1954, apparently. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's funny to think but... though, like I like, because this movie came out in 1959. We're talking, it's 2019 as we're talking. So it's been 60 years. I'm kind of surprised he's still. I think they, I saw something online where he is the last living cast member still alive from this from this movie. But it's funny because yeah, I got to be think surprising. about how like exactly 30 years after this he would be starring in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and exactly 30 years again after that would be talking about this movie. I don't yeah. know what got me thinking about that, but anyway. Yeah, so... Uh, but yeah, Lord Fitzpatrick, he's, he's the hub of this entire place. Well, uh, he owns the land and shit, and yeah. he asks where Darby is, and she has terrible poker faces, like, oh, he was, he was gonna cut the weeds by the manor house, so he's probably getting his scythe sharpened, I'll go get him! Yeah. And runs off to get his old ass. And, um... Oh, right, okay, because she's already talking shit about how he's so old... And there's gonna be need to be a replacement for him and all this shit. I forgot. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the uh, lordship and Sean Connery, who's playing Michael, walk around and find the old woman who tries to chat up her shitty son to work for the lord. He's strong and shit. His name is Pony. She yells at his lordship about it, be like, "Oh, he's fine. You would. Oh, whoa. And I guess she's fucking nuts. <laughs> he's so strong. I named him Pony. Mm-hmm. And Darby O'Gale's busy, busy at the pub telling everybody stories about leprechauns. Yeah, that it's kind of suggested like uh, like he does this every night. Yeah, like that everyone's kind of laughing at him. Yeah, shitty son is there, pony, being an asshole, making fun of Darby's because that's the way to woo a woman's heart. Seriously. And uh, is he supposed to be tough looking? I guess he's 1950s <laughs> tough looking. For 1959 Ireland, I guess, but he's got this stupid hat. 
Mm -hmm. And he just looks like... I'm surprised he's just not wearing it like a fucking baseball jersey that says asshole on the front. Because it's so... <laughs> he's oh, always sweaty. God. Yeah, he's always sweaty. And he's kind of like... He's masculine in that shitty, sweaty, ham hock kind of John John Wayne kind of way. Where you're like, yeah, this is totally an outdated kinda like, mode of masculinity. Kind of like Biff. Yeah, Biff yeah, style. it really is, and this is totally like the the chocolate malt shop. Everyone's hanging out in Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And the bar owner threatens him that if he doesn't stop being a prick, he'll have the priest ban him from coming into the pub. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I guess priests could do that. Hey, it's a Catholic Why can't the Irish bar owner? Catholics. I can't remember because I know there's a whole Catholic, the green and the orange, and anyway, shut up. But yeah, stuff is going know. on. But yeah. So, uh, Darby tells a story about how he caught the king of the little people on top of some hill or mountain or whatever. On beautific map painting mountain, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, um... Oh, yeah, and this is our first day. Actually, like, have a flashback to show, uh, the, uh him meeting the, the king of the leprechauns. Yeah, Who is so... the most fucking munchkin-ass looking fucking Lucky Charms. Like, this movie <laughs> did not let me down with what the leprechauns are gonna look no. like. No. Yeah. So, he corners him and says he wants some wishes... So he, he's like, I wish for a pot of gold. And he's like, ah, what good is that without health? And so he wishes for health. But for some reason, he gets his health, but he still looks like a shrunken, shriveled <laughs> apple's head. I guess it means he's not going to get any worse. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the second wish is for a big crop of potatoes. Thinking big there, huh, Darby? Uh, he does say don't. He, he does say something about how don't begrudge me for such a simple wish, but I do wish for a big crock of potatoes, which is also like. I'm surprised the King of Leprechauns doesn't. King Brian doesn't turn around and be like, "You gotta play the cultural stereotypes, man. Come on." <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, yeah. mean we, I may not be human, but at least we're all Irish. You can at least come on, have a little dignity here. Yeah. Yeah, and his third wish is for the crock of gold, and the Leprechaun makes a crunchy crock. About a margarine showed up. <laughs> oh, he got fooled again. He can't. It's any it's movie that says the, yellow uses gold. the word crock a whole bunch can't be all that bad, but yeah. Yeah, no, he gets his gold, and then the king's like, hey, uh, what about your fourth wish? And he's like, oh, for my fourth wish, I wish all my friends get gold too. Oh, yeah. It is and great, because he has a whole laundry list of people he wants to give gold to, which is kind of cute, but, yeah. You know. But, oh shit, three wishes he'll grant him, great and small, but you wish a fourth wish, and you lose them all, and then he laughs, and everything vanishes, yeah. and everybody at the pub is sad after the story, because they didn't get that gold, and then one of the other dudes is like, hey, careful with that old fuck, he'll put the come hither on you, and make you his slave forever. He's five. He's 5,000 years old, and knows all the tricks, oh, but yeah. Darby is tricky too. It is interesting in the flashback, uh, Darby does seem to know a lot about, like, how leprechauns trick people and stuff like that. I guess he didn't know about the fourth wish thing, but no. he is a pretty savvy dude about the wishes, uh, other yeah. than being tricked by the fourth wish thing. So, And that, that kind of becomes sets the tenor for he and uh, King Brian's relationship for the rest of the film yeah. later on. But yeah. And that same guy says, don't put that juju on him, Ricky Darby. <laughs> yeah, Darby yeah. Dario Gullis says he'll... <laughs> Actually, you know what? Will Ferrell remake of this movie could be kind of amazing. Actually, you know, because they would probably just get What's-His-Face uh, uh, fucking... Uh, the, the other guy from all those movies to be the King Leprechaun, and they would all do... Actually, that would be a racist movie. Now I think about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So, um... He says he'll leave it to the church. Just don't tell the father where they got it from, but they all laugh until they notice the priest is in there. And it turns out... 
another town got a brand new bell, and they're giving them their old shitty one. You just need someone with a horse and a carriage to go get it. And Pony's there, and he's like, fuck, I'm sweaty. How much you pay? And the priest is like, shit, I don't move my man meats for anything less than five bucks, yeah. <laughs> we're, uh, we're poor as hell, man. I guess we could get two pounds? And Pony's like, ah, two pounds ten. Because he's an asshole. And Darby said, uh, the priest is like, fuck that. So somebody get that belt sure would save their soul. And Darby's like, I'll do it. I'll do it for nothing. And the priest is like, fuck that, you'll get the music of the bells. Won't that be sweet? Every time the bells wake up the town and annoy the fuck out of people, they'll curse your name. <laughs> Darby's like, fuck yeah, sounds awesome. <sighs> so Katie comes in, grabs Darby, they run back to their house. And the Lordship and Michael are walking around the grounds. Fitzpatrick says the weeds are out of control. Plus, Peter are poaching rabbits, maybe even Darby himself. But fucking shit, he likes the old dude. Then Michael probably will like him too. He's just old and useless now. I wonder if that's a real actual dead rabbit, because they do find dead rabbit oh, by the side yeah. of the thing. Yeah. Hells yeah. It's 1959, Disney. They yeah. probably got one from one of their documentaries <laughs> that they made. <laughs> some of the spares left over from their quote-unquote documentaries about yeah. yeah, buddies trying to traverse some kind of dangerous terrain that they fucking murdered. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So Darby comes running up with a scythe, saying one more day he's going to have that shit cleared. And then he gets the news broken to him that Michael's his replacement, but uh, Fitzpatrick likes him so much he's moving him to the cottage half bay for the rest of his days. Yeah. Darby's like, oh man, the place we're living now has kind of become a home for us. We've Katie's lived there her whole life. And what is he supposed to do with his time? Keep not working? Tell stories, not pull exactly, the leads like yeah. he's been doing. It's not. He, it, it's, he's obviously not having a problem filling up what time he's. Yeah, uh, yeah. When he's not working. Uh, also, they point out like, yeah, he and Katie they live in a house. Uh, I think they're like in the gatekeeper's house uh, mm -hmm. on on the outskirts of the village. And I guess that is the house just given to whoever is going to be the gameskeeper or groundskeeper for. Uh... <laughs> I just don't want a groundskeeper. So actually. <laughs> Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what? With 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 Sean Connery almost becoming this dude's groundskeeper. Well, I guess he does at the end become yeah. the dude's groundskeeper. It is the Scotsman. Like, there's a real live action groundskeeper Willie thing that like Sean Connery almost actually becomes in this. Actually, mm -hmm. anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, so yeah, uh, apparently the, the the guy's like, maybe you keep keep poached rabbits, and Darby's like, oh fuck, don't tell me I put the snare for a fox down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Which is Darby. pretty, which does help uh, the Lord's case that like, okay, maybe we need a new groundskeeper. This guy means well yeah. enough, but he's 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 slipping a little bit. He's old, yeah. Yeah, Darby says he wants to be the one to break the news to Katie, and Fitzpatrick's like, I okay, but you got two weeks to get out of there, okay, not that's two what it years. Is. Okay, yeah. And Darby's and like, just, okay. Do they ever show the, like the house that he wants to move? Uh, no. Darby too, because it doesn't no. seem like it's bad. It's just he doesn't want to move just because that's where he and Katie have lived for like all this time and yeah yeah and Darby did they ever agrees. mention his dead wife did they not mention that until like the end of the movie when, uh, he, when he's like remember. freaking out about the banshee not that it really matters or anything like that but, yeah you never find so, out like how long they've been alone or anything like that yeah yeah darby agrees but i think he's got something up his sleeve yeah but he doesn't really he just kind of looks at everything <laughs> Which, actually, it's not much up his sleeve, because the, the first time fucking Michael and uh, Katie meet, they both, like, their erogenous zones just engorge right at each other, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, 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 Lord's the, fit... Yeah. Go ahead. 
No, I was gonna say there's not like a lot of love match making that needs to be done between these two, but So Lurt Fitzpatrick leaves, Darby introduces Katie to Michael, and uh, Darby won't let him stay at the end. He'll stay in their loft because he wants that guy to bang his daughter. I can't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do you think, he, is that what he's trying to do right off the bat? Maybe. Yeah. I'm watching it now, and he, he de- 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 he's definitely not having any problem with them being all like, hello there. Like I mm-hmm. said, you can practically hear her meat flaps open up for for Sean Connery the moment she lays eyes on I don't know about the term meat flaps, but okay. And you can hear his boner just kind of like the cranks in his balls gearing up. Like, mm-hmm. just like a fucking, like the gears in a fucking moat bridge being raised. So elsewhere... Pony's stealing booze at the pub, but his shitty mom grabs him, takes him outside so Fitzpatrick can have a look at him because she says, it's only a matter of time before he gets Darby's old job and marries Katie. And he's like 50. No thanks. (laughs) (laughs) How does this guy not already have a job? I don't know. Because he, and, yeah, he is like, oh, that's one of the other things. Cause I, I'm assuming Pony's, I'm assuming like both Sean Connery and Pony are supposed to be like 19 years old or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But they're like in their mid, like maybe not 50s, but they're definitely not like spring chickens that the plot's no. trying to make you believe. Yeah. No. F- Fitzpatrick comes riding up and she's like, look at this kid. I named him Pony. And he's like, yeah, sure, sure. Huge lad. Absolute unit. Rolls his eyes, right, rides yeah. off. And she's like, shit, yeah, you hear that? He called you a big lad. Job is basically yours. What a daft old bird. That I do Darby. like there's no real tension. Mm. I mean, this this old crone and pony do get up to some hijinks later in the movie, but at no yeah. point do you ever, like, does the movie ever try to make you believe that the Lord's, uh, what's-his-face, uh, Fitzpatrick's actually, like, really even contemplating hiring this piece of shit or anything. No. But, yeah. So that evening, Darby just fucking lies straight to Katie's face that Michael's there to work under him. Yeah, if and Michael's all like, what hired- the fuck are you doing? Yeah, Fitzpatrick's God. hired him to help him around the place. And, uh... So now just sit there and smile while he plays the fiddle, because he's a is- walk-in stereotype. That is half of Sean Connery's role in this movie, is sitting there just putting up Darby O'Gill's bullshit while he lies to yep. his own daughter, and he just sits in the corner just wildly kind of like looking at his old man, making a fool out of himself, you know? Yeah. And he says, he plays his fiddle and says he heard that shit up on a hill, little people were dancing all over the place like fools, and Michael says, aren't they the bold creatures? And Katie shoots him a look? What'd he say that was worthy of him glaring at her glaring I, at him? Unless she's upset that, like, he thinks he might be, like, playing along with her father's leprechaun shit, like, in a way that might be condescending? Uh, he's I obviously guess. not. But I want, yeah. like, yeah, it's a little weird. It's, it's, yeah, I don't know if there's something missing in the editing there or the script, like, didn't quite make it to the finished cut, but, yeah. So later, Darby tells Michael to walk the grounds and check and make sure that the manor's all locked up and whatever. And he's he's got to go get the bell in the morning, so he's got to go get his horse that they just let roam freely on the dangerous hills. I guess as long as Lord Fitzpatrick isn't there to see it, I guess the horse just has free reign over the whole goddamn countryside, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Michael says the next morning he's going to get a room at the end because he don't want to be in that hopes with a big old liar book, man. He's like, dude, yeah, you're already kind of making this weird for me. Yeah. And Dar- Darby says he'll tell Katie when the time is right. And they both go their separate ways with the old man headed towards a hill where the leprechaun shit happens to get his horse Cleopatra. Yeah, it, it's it's spooky uh, matte painting mountain again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it's always moonlit. It's always the full moon. It's beautiful. Yeah. It, but that old horse knows what that old man wants and runs further up the hill to a well that glows with a sinister light. Darby chases it. 
And the horse gets some uh, terrible film effects put onto it. The horse almost turns into a Black Sabbath music video. (laughs) It's like, it's really terribly done. Because it totally, Mm -hmm. it is, yeah, it's this post-processing. I don't know what the hell they did, but it looks, looks ghastly. I mean, it's actually kind of effective, especially if you were watching this 1959. It would be like, oh, but it's like, were you scared by this as a kid? I don't think I was scared of this part, no. And it's weird, too, because this is a special effect you don't see until you see the Banshee at the end. So this this didn't really even make sense to me until with this now. I guess he's, I guess, I guess the, the horse was brought up there by the Banshee to trick Dirk no, into the, falling No, the leprechauns. The, you think it is just the leprechauns? Yeah, okay. they're putting the come hither on him. I saw something online about how the horse Cleopatra is supposed to also be a puka, <laughs> which I just had to look that up now. A puka is a isn't Celtic that what they spirit? Oh, I was gonna say, isn't that what they were literally like saying in episode three where they she's given birth or whatever? Puka, puka, puka. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know why. I, I guess some people think that like the horse may be like in like another supernatural being who's like in on the plan to like get Darby mm. to trick him into the well. I don't know. Anyway, but anyway, Darby ends up in a hey. well though. Well, it's like falling up. like a hundred feet, not dying. <laughs> He falls in a, just a just a terrible special effect. Yeah, him spinning around, sitting on a chair while kicking his legs. Well, just like the banshee later, who's flying around, who's obviously just standing on a blue like a blue screen stage in like San Fernando <laughs> yeah. Valley, but like it's supposed to be, Whoa, I'm flying mm. around, but my robes aren't even moving. You can kind of just see where my feet are meeting the ground. And, <laughs> yeah, they yeah. didn't do a great job of that. So. Uh, at the bottom of the well. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, the movie skipped ahead a little bit. I forget how much the leprechauns jump in this movie. <laughs> yeah, they, the two leprechauns find Darby and to see if they're still alive, they jump on his belly from way up high. Yeah, and he suddenly his a... belly turns into a giant mattress dressed with a giant <laughs> shirt. It's great. Yeah, but yeah, the, the, a... yeah, the leprechauns, when they jump, they like suddenly like get hooked up to wires and fly around. Mm-hmm. It's pretty great. I love it, yeah. Yeah, they, they they jump on him, and he doesn't like it, so he tries to beat them with his walking stick, but they just take control of it with a zippity-zap and smack <laughs> him around Beat the shit out of him with his own stick, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now he's going to go see the king, and he goes to a big r- cave room where leprechauns are dancing, flailing, farting all over the place. It's really they- weird. It's like this natural cave, but that's been gilded. I guess it's shot through with gold. It's not mm. hasn't been gilded. I guess that's like just like uh, rivers of gold like naturally built into the... Uh, that you know, just the natural formation of the cave, which I guess kind of explains where the uh, leprechauns get so much of this gold. And yeah, there's uh, all kinds of treasure. Well, not tons of treasure, but there's this, like there's a giant goblet and there's a throne and stuff like that they have, and they're all yeah. dancing and shit. It's it's t- yeah. actually this kind of reminds me of Santa Claus the movie from 1985. Uh, mm. But anyway, so uh, the king stops playing his bagpipes and invites him in. Yeah, and it's good good. Force perspective and special effects as he walks around with the leprechauns looking at him. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's then, for 1959, man, it's fucking great. Yeah, I was trying to find the seams. I couldn't really see them. So yeah. I guess that specifically the shot where he is standing in front of everyone. It's like a combination of uh like they took a it literally is almost like smoke and mirrors where it was like they took a mirror and they scraped the silver off the back of the mirror so that would be transparent but the other half of the mirror is reflecting the 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 people dressed as the 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 leprechauns and a whole it's a whole this is probably the most complicated shot in the whole movie Mm. where there's like literally like like three different special effects techniques used at the same time whereas most everything else in the movie is just oh it's just oversized props or like i said the forced perspective thing where one person's standing farther away from the camera but there's no like post processing uh, uh, special effects stuff being done. Yeah, yeah so uh, he did the uh, king 
tells them to sit on a chest that's just full of gems and gold, and they stole it from a Spanish armada. I do like the history the of all the stuff they have, yeah. Yep, and they, they got the cannon from there, too. Not the throne, though. You fucking shut your bitch-ass whore mouth if you thought he'd sit on a sh fucking filthy Spanish throne. <laughs> yeah, it's like the like the throne of the, like, the last king of Ireland or something uh, like that. Some uh, ancient Irish high king or some shit. Yeah. And here, look at this other Irish shit that us stupid Americans will just assume are actual Irish folklore, I guess. Exactly, yeah. I, we but ain't gonna just, research this. There's just enough hell, uh, uh, folklore here. I almost want Hellboy to suddenly show up and start punching the shit out of everybody to, like, reclaim some kind of magic sword from these guys so he can go fight some, like, the Banshee from the graveyard or something. Mm. So Darby says, uh, the people at the pub ain't gonna believe this shit, and the King Brian tells him, yeah, that ain't gonna do. You Once you're here, you're no going back. Darby doesn't like that. He, he wants to go back to Katie. Way. Is he no. trying, is he, like, just saying he just, is there a reason why, is it, is it because, like, he's not allowed to go, like, tell anyone on, on the, he's not. No, once you're there, you're just there. It's just there. Like, okay, yeah. yeah. He's not, he's not it, threatening him or anything like that, but no. he's just like, hey, once you're here, you're here. You're, you're family yeah. now. We're going to make Once you're here, you're family, like Olive Garden. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> it's like, here, here are some tiny breadsticks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to so, you, they're uh, just toothpicks, but we'll, we'll get the bigger food soon. Yeah, he wants to go back to Katie, and the king says, nah, it's cool. She'll give yeah. you a great wake, and then she'll forget all about you. Darby starts yelling and complaining that he does so much shit for them, keeps people from stepping on them, and tipping their hats to them when they're, they're invisible and, and telling he, about their legends and kind of spreading yeah, the word about their existence and, and stuff like that. Keeps people from pissing on them and this is how they repay them with the come I've hither. I've been guarding your lucky charms all my <laughs> life. They, they repay him with the come hither, a fine how do you do and he tells the king his car, heart is as cold as a wet Christmas. That's a great yeah. phrase. That was, mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty effective. And all the little people hate that shit, and they grumble and gripe. Darby doesn't like that and tells the king to listen, but the king says, No, you listen, though. It tells him one of his people overheard the bad news Darby got, and when he heard that, he wanted to take him in and do him right. Motherfucker should be grateful. And Darby's like, I Oh, the bad news about, like, how he's getting kicked out of his job and everything yeah. like that. See, I totally missed this, because, like, the, there's a thick enough accent that, like, I t like, didn't mm. realize that the, the, the king's actually trying to help Darby out a little bit. Okay. Yeah. The king would like him to play a tune, maybe on the harp, and Darby's no good with a harp, maybe a fiddle. He'll just run home and get it, but the king's like, you old turd, that's not, your tricks won't work. Motherfucker, here, we got a Stradivarius did, right here. Well, he says some gobbledygook at each other. Darby would rather have his own, but I guess Stradivarius will do. Yeah. And his grandpappy said there were three things that little people were super horny for. Music, hunting, and whiskey. So he'll play on the fox tape. Fox tape. Fox chase. <laughs> and, uh... He so he plays tells it. these guys he's gonna play the fox chase, because all these guys get tricked by this song. Yeah. So he's not even being he's not even being clever about this. He's just like, hey no. guys, I'm gonna play you a song that's gonna trick you into thinking there's a fox hunt going on. Mm-hmm. So he yeah. plays... For her, and we get to watch little people flail around, just white people dance all over for yeah. 15 minutes. Uh, speaking of special effects, supposedly, I'm actually watching this now, and I have a hard time believing this is actually fake, but uh, one of the trickier quote-unquote special effects in this movie is... Uh, supposedly they, like, you know, this, this actor couldn't play the fiddle, and so mm. what they did was actually get a real fiddle player, shove his hands through the guy's sleeves... To hmm. pretend that he's, you know, it's, it's so, so it's, you know, they're just doing the, 
the, the then, thing. So it looks it looks more convincing than that photo of Picard playing the flute. <laughs> exactly. Where it's yeah. obviously not his hands. So presumably there's like an actual fiddle master's face bearing this uh, this old guy actor's ass <laughs> while he's playing <laughs> pre- pretending to play the fiddle. But yeah, mm. but yeah, he plays a, a little jaunty tune. Everyone dances. Yep, they flail about, and it goes on for way too long. Yeah, it yeah, have it's. The, it it doesn't have for... the charm of any other Disney choreography. Yeah, I saw like, I guess they're trying to do like Irish jigs, but like they're just kind of like flailing around. This, it's yeah. Well, it's... I do like I do like how the king bounces up and down and swings his arms like an excited toddler. That's his dance style. Yeah, but yeah, they're not doing like any kind of really elaborate like. Shillelaghs no. or anything like that, yeah. No, so they bring out a horn. The king blows it. They all get on their tiny horses. How'd <laughs> <laughs> that come out of the blue? Yeah. Then start riding around Darby O'Gill, and they're gonna go hunt foxes. Yeah, they Darby cast like takes, a magic yeah. spell, and a crack opens in the wall in the cave wall. Mm-hmm. And they just go go riding through. Darby takes the chance to grab as much gold and gems as he can, but oh shit, the wall's closing, and he just manages to barely get through it, but aw damn, he had a hole in his pocket and lost all that sweet, sweet like bells that Santa gave him. Like every scrap of fucking treasure he tried to steal, he has gone now. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he takes the horse to the stables, Darby gets some booze down and lets the horse know it's not for him. He's expecting company. All he has to do is keep the king there till the cock crows, and we'll see what happen. The door starts to rattle, and the king jumps through it. We ah, calling Darby an asshole for making him look like a fool in front of his people. I again, again with the the, the leprechaun jumps. It's fucking hilarious when he jumps through that wall. Yeah, yeah and Darby's like, oh, you think I want to stay in this dump? Fucking shit! I just wanted to get my best pipe. Just, oh, you're dancing! You're dancing was the best I've ever seen. Who would want to live here after seeing your dank, dark, wet cave with oh. no women or running water <laughs> or anything of the sort? Yeah, who would not want to stay there for all of eternity? Yep, he just wanted his pipe, and not he doesn't even want this booze that he found in the bog. This you delicious, w- yeah, poteen or whatever it's called, like an yeah. Irish whiskey, yeah. You wouldn't want it. It's disgusted. Not fit for a king. And the king's like, slow down, baby. I do like he's like, because the king is wound up. But when he sees the offer, again, this kind of leading into Irish stereotypes of being drunkards (laughs) and stuff like that. But he's like, you know, though, but you you, you, you did say you've got some uh, fucking alcohol, uh, some fucking uh, fucking paint thinner in this fucking horse stable. Let's drink that. Yeah, let me get ahead of that good old bog juice. Darby oh, it really is a... like, and I love the like little jug. It's funny because like he like the, the, this little jug keeps them both liquored up for the entire evening. Which that's, that's well, Darby doesn't drink anything. Oh god, that's right. Yeah, he keeps on pretending. Yeah. 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 It, uh, Darby pours him a drink in basically a wash basin, and the king is just drooling all over the place for it. He downs the whole thing. Yeah. It's and Darby's cute. like, all right, let's get going. But the king's like, ah, bah, 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 bah. Hey, we're going to get, get drunk tonight. <laughs> He's like, pour me, an- pour me another goddamn kid's uh, swimming pool worth of booze <laughs> that I can yeah. drink right now. Yeah. So Darby's like, hey, we could do the wishing song. I'll show you how to do it. Oh, I wish I had time to sing a song, but when I get started, I sing all night long. Ah, <laughs> he laughs because it's funny. Would you think that would be the first clue to the king? Although I guess the king's already drunk enough; he's not paying attention. Yeah, well, he Even did that drink. Lyric a, right a, there saying, "I want to uh, sing you all night long." Yeah. Yeah, he did drink a whole basin full of booze. Yeah. 
And so the king will do it too. Oh, singing's no sin and drinking's no crime. If you only have one drink, one at a time, and they laugh. That's ha, cute. Ha, ha. Yeah. And uh, so they do terrible songs all night long. They do have Thank a generally you. good time though, even even mm-hmm. without Darby actually getting drunk. Like yeah. they seem to like they seem he to keeps, be actually forming kind of an actual friendship here a little bit. He keeps pouring his drink back into the jug. Yeah. Darby does so. Uh, they do that all night long, thinking it's the funniest shit ever. But plot twist. <laughs> They're not that funny. So the king is drunk <laughs> off his little green ass. Hey, but he sobers up right quick when the cock crows. And he tries to jump through the door, but crashes into it, breaking that stuntman's arm and four of his ribs. <laughs> but it was surprised. 1959. Who cares? Hey, you know, you, you're going to kill a rabbit? Like, it's nothing like, yeah, if you're going to kill a rabbit for the production, the stuntman's not much more valuable than that anyway. So yeah, fuck it. Oh, God, he, he really does, does slam crash. into that door. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What a production! What a stunt to get get almost fucking murdered for too. Yeah, like you come home, you have to tell your wife, like, "Honey, I won't be able to, like, I can't work for a year because I'm going to be in traction." Like, what stunt were you doing? Oh, I was a leprechaun getting slammed, intent purposely slammed into a door. Oh man! Don't go away. The gummy bears will be right back. The night was dark. And the mountain was covered with mist. And the moon was no bigger than the light from a halfpenny cat. But it didn't hide him from me. For there he stood with an angry little goblin and his face as fierce as fire. King Brian, my old boy, oh, I've got you at last. And I'm not going to let you go until you grant me the favor of three grand wishes. Granted. See him with his little gold crown and his red beard, and his two eyes leaping from his head like flames. Michael, I'd like to talk about Katie. In the old ruins on the top of Nochnashiga, and there were the little people dancing all around in the moonlight. Well, aren't they the bold creatures? Kiss her, kiss her, go on, kiss her. I've heard enough silly blather about little people to last me a lifetime. What kind of man are you at all that doesn't believe in the little people? I declare to me soul, when I tell them this down in the Pope, they won't believe a word of it. Ah, you can't do that, Darby. Once you're here, there's no going back. I've got to get back to Kitty. Darby, this is Michael McBride. I've decided to settle him here in your place. Why didn't you tell me? Your father made me promise that I would. The Banshee! Brian! King Brian! What is it, man? The Death 
approach. Send it away! She is my dear, my darling one, her eyes so sparkling, full of fun. No other, no other can match the likes of her. Oh, he is my dear, my darling one, his eyes so sparkling, full of fun. No other, no other can match the likes of him. He is my dear, my darling one, my smiling and beguiling one. I love the ground he walks upon. Irish want me delicious Lucky Charms. I've got to make it home. If you love marshmallows, come to my house, where me Lucky Charms cereal is filled with marshmallow surprises. Pink hearts on its stars, yellow moons, green clovers, blue diamonds, and purple horseshoes. In tasty oats, the scrumptious part of this complete breakfast. Got him! Huh? Delicious! Frozen Lucky Charms! Marshmallow-y delicious! Well, I'll be bumped. We're back! So the king threatens him to put a hump on Darby's back, and, and Darby says he can't do shit in the daytime. His magic doesn't work once the cock crows. Although it does kind of work a little bit because we see like you know the, the the king's able to make himself look like a rabbit and shit later. Yeah. But, yeah. So the I king think the power's says, just diminished in the daytime. Yeah. The king says, "Ooh, when night comes, y'all are gonna get <laughs> such a curse." Yeah. But Darby just says, "Woo, woo, hadabaloo." And Darby's kind of an asshole. <laughs> yeah, now that he's got power over the king, he does... Li- yeah, I'm kind of surprised I mean, the, the king's as friendly to him as he is later, because Darby is a jackass well, here. The king just wanted you to live with them for all time, being happy and just playing fiddles and not doing work like you were doing already. Yeah. But it, it I is, guess... Yeah, knowing that, like, watching this the second time, that's a little bit more of a bummer, yeah. Yeah. And then even so, so much of the fucking Darby pulls out, he's got a fucking cat, he sticks the cat on the yeah. goddamn king. Yeah, and the king has to hide behind a wagon wheel where the cat bats at him, and, and somebody the- swings a fake king hand on a stick at the cat. <laughs> a little stuffed king hand, it's great. <laughs> I again, any kind of oversized or undersized props in a movie like this. And the movies, watching the whole movie is just, just justified by seeing that shit alone. Oh, yeah, God, the king says it. he'll grant him the wishes if he gets that pussy away from him. He hates pussy. And since they had such a fine night, he'll grant him as many wishes as he wants. But Darby remembers that more than three wishes fucked you over, and the king calls him a wicked old Scot. So he's Scottish? I thought this was Irish. That might just be an insult. Like, he's got no issues between the Scots and the Irish. Who knows? I don't know. So his first wish is that the king don't be running away back home while he decides his other two wishes. And uh, the king wants to know how he's supposed to protect himself while he makes his other wishes. And Darby says he'll take care of him by stuffing him in this burlap sack. <laughs> and just carrying so, him around for like the next three days. So yeah. the, the king turns into a flailing little doll. And That's, Darby picks yeah. him up and stuffs him in a burlap bag. I, mean, I know it's 1959, but it's a fucking doll. They could have made a better doll. Because it's <laughs> yeah. so clearly just a fucking doll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, for saying he's so wise, Darby sure does enjoy fucking with, like, supernatural shit that could really screw you over. Yeah. I mean, he does almost pay for it uh, with his life at the end, but yeah. yeah. Uh, for someone who claims to be so smart and so learned about how 
Trixie, Trixie, these guys can be. Yeah, he's definitely playing with fire here. Come on, man. Be a little more careful. Yeah, so Darby goes back home and sees the old woman, the old shrew, leaving his place and mutters to himself and drops the C word a couple times because he's Irish. And uh, he goes inside. Well, so no, the inside. Old lady? Do we find out what she was doing there, or was she still just? She was. Like... She was returning the tea that she uh, okay. asked for in the start of the movie. Uh, inside the house, Michael asks where Darby is in case that she doesn't know. He was his bed wasn't slept in. And he mentions Darby said something about catching the king of the leprechauns, and also that maybe he was drinking too much. And she says that he never drinks. He's just so lonely, and he goes to the pub to have company since their mom died. Oh, he's lonely. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, his first and Sean Connery's died. like. What about you? Are you lonely? And she's like, nah, I keep busy. Darby comes in and asks, what's that old bitch doing in our house? She's probably a witch. <laughs> keep those good lucky charms on you. Don't let her. Oh, she'll steal your soul. <sighs> and uh, he has to go pick up the bell. And so Michael, he gives Michael instructions on what to do with the land. And tells him if he does a good job, he just might keep him on. And Katie and says, says who the private? No, he says it in front of Katie. Oh, okay, okay. Because like, Katie's like, who the fuck would want to work for you? Yeah, like, why? Like, oh, God, yeah. And, and again, like, it's, it's, it's Darby being a little changed. bit of a jackass when he doesn't need to be. Yeah. Yeah, he's, Darby says their luck might have changed and he just might buy the manor and they can live in that. And she says she doesn't want to live on that. She don't want for nothing. Now shut up, old man, and eat your breakfast. And, and then she says, does this. She says this while pouring herself a bowl of Coke. Too. Yeah. Really like I can't quite tell what they're eating because I think she served no. Sean Connery like oatmeal with cream, but like I don't know. And uh, he sits down at the table and tells Michael she should take over. She has a tongue that could clip a hedge, and Michael sits that sits back and says, "I have a hedge that needs clipping." Then, and Darby O'Gill, clean your butt plugs off the table when oh, company's over. Oh, that's the scene where he got that from. Yeah. Oh, I had to look for that while I was watching that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For people who didn't know that, like, yeah, uh, Daniel posted on Twitter a photo. of is that like a salt and pepper shaker that they got I'm, on the table? I guess. Bro? It looks like just a big brown rubber butt dick plug. It's <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's phallic as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like stout like a butt plug though, so it's not like a yeah, it's dildo, got a flared blaze and everything. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Scene end. So and it's only now- only twenty four hours have taken place in the movie so far. Yeah, but uh, I guess this whole thing takes it two weeks because at the end they're this like, is a fortnight. You gotta well, get out of the like, house. Uh, out of yeah. the house now. So oh, now yeah, we, that's right, yeah. So now we get to listen to Sean Connery sing while he works. Oh, boy. Yeah, and again, the, 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 looking up the trivia on this movie, most of the trivia seems to come like, oh, this is the one movie where we get to hear Sean Connery sing in a movie. And it sounds like a lot of people assume that he must have been dubbed by someone, like, some specific singer or something like that. It sounds... It's got some of Sean Connery. I thought that, too, It sounds enough he, like him. I could have... There's I mean, some words where it's Sean Connery-ish. I could see it, like, being dubbed Sean like, by Sean Connery in the studio. But, like, yeah. if it is another actor... They, they, they If it's an actual singer, they did a pretty good job aping... Yeah. Uh, especially like for you know sean connery wasn't famous at this point so there's no real need to like really make it sound like sean connery as long as no. it's just the basic tenor plus of his this voice is... was the same but yeah this yeah. isn't a musical so they don't yeah there's no reason for it yeah but, they're not um, gonna go nuts with that stuff yeah no katie peeps on him she likes what he's selling and they flirt 
she comes she over looks and they pretty. flirt. Like they're she, talking and she's talking to him and she's got the sun behind her, so her hair is like on fire and it's all mm-hmm. like and he's all like you can hear his the the uh, the, the change in his balls creaking again as his mm-hmm. heart on get, grows a little bit larger. Yeah. They flirt. She gives him some hot bread. She's like, careful, it's hot. And he's like, I like it hot. And she says, heavens, didn't nobody tell you the, about hot bread? And he says, no. And I guess we'll never find out what people say about hot bread. <laughs> well, I think that maybe it's supposed to lead into a thing where he's supposed to like do, like come back with like, oh, hot buns. And you've got hot buns. And can mm. I put my cream behind two in your hot buns? And then she's mm-hmm. like, uh-huh, you better because I'm Catholic. And that's the only way we're going to have sex until we're married. <laughs> But, yeah. So more flirting, and then she skips away, and that scene ends. And that evening, Darby comes back with the bell. Everybody in town I is gonna be super a big bell hyped. for all this talk about how new going. I mean, granted, you don't want to carry this bell from town to town, but like no. I thought it was gonna be like a big church bell. No, this is like a little yeah. bell. Yeah, he yeah. gets off the carriage, and the priest is like, "Fuck yeah, that's a hot bell, super choice." But hey, <laughs> he what's the thumbs up and like this <laughs> air guitar? But what's that shit in the bag that you got that's kicking like crazy, Darby? And Darby's like, hey, what would you say if I said I had the king of the little people in here? And the priest is like, I'd say you imagine it. So Darby's like, I got nothing at all in the dragon. It's a pretty, <laughs> it's a cute way to defuse the situation just by telling him what it is. And then like, yeah, the priest, priest just receive, assumes he's either drunk or too crazy to like, yeah, to, to, to check the, yeah. the bag for himself. Yeah. So Darby goes into the pub when, and the bag goes nuts. And he tells them all in there. What's the king of the leprechauns in there? So Pony comes over and is like, Hey, I'm a real sweaty asshole. Let me see. But Darby doesn't let him. So he says it's probably just that one lady's hand that won the blue ribbon at the fair. And then then he leaves going, Cheep, 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 cheep. And I don't know how that... I don't know how this town hasn't formed a mob and just fucking made this pony vanish into the bogs. Do they have to put up with this motherfucker every fucking night? And it's not like it's not like his mom is like rich or powerful, and there's no reason why they couldn't just murder him and pretend that he just disappeared. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So Darby orders uh, a cup of the finest booze they got in the place and gives it to the king, who chugs it down and tosses the cup out of the bag. The sound effect is great. The chug, 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 and he yeah, the way the glass gets pointed back up is great. Yep. Then Darby throws the bag over his shoulder and leaves with a wink and a fart. And they put the glass on the mantle. Away. Yeah. Oh, I do like that touch, yeah. They put the glass on the mantle, and they're like, that's a story that bears repeating, and if any man ever doubts it, there's the very same glass. Well, that'll shut that person up. No doubt there. No more questions from I, the town were ever asked. I don't believe your story about a leprechaun drinking. Oh, yeah? The cup's right there. Well, there's well, the proof for me. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, so I guess this is based like kind of like Mary Poppins, like I said. This is kind of based off a series of books about Darby and Gil, which is like running around the leprechauns. And mm. it's moments like this where you can totally tell, you can totally feels like an episodic. Like this would have been the end of one of those stories. Like you could you get to kind of feel how they kind of like sewed together a couple like individual stories from the books in order to create a little narrative like that. But yeah, yeah. So. Back at the home, Katie's singing the same song as Michael. She's oh, going yeah, they keep a, on singing the song about how, oh, my lover got beautiful eyes. I want to fuck she them all my, day. Yeah. She's my dear, my darling one. Her eyes are filled with so much fun. No other, no other will take the place of her or something like that. Yeah. So, it's uh, a little she's going to a dance or something in her finest pilgrim attire. <laughs> and then and Darby, a beautiful poop brown dress. <laughs> Darby comes home. And she tells him Michael's out hunting for poachers, so Darby goes to find him or something. I don't... I, something I happens. Yeah, plot stuff yeah. happens. 
and then uh, grooving along outside in the dark, Darby gets tackled by Michael and is breaking all of his hip bones. Well, Darby's still got the bag slung over his shoulder. The it's yeah. supposed to be a poacher's bag, I guess, or a, a, a game yeah. bag. Yeah. yeah. Michael and says so, he can't give him his bag back because he promised his lordship that he was going to stop all the poaching, even if it's Darby doing it. Darby thinks, oh, it's funny. He's just rabbit. He also have a rabbit in the bag. I do like he's all like, oh, like, I didn't want to show anyone, but I have to show anyone. I'm glad you're going to be the first person. And so he's like, hey, yeah. come on over here. We're going to sit by this graveyard mausoleum thing. We're gonna, I'm going to show <laughs> you what's in this fucking bag. Mm-hmm. And he takes a look at the king, and it's just a bunny rabbit with a little bitty moving nose. Oh, God, I just realized that's probably the same bunny rabbit that killed for the earlier scene, too. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, no! So, so he's like, try closing one eye. He still just sees a rabbit, and Darby says, oh, if only you could see him with his crown and his beard and his sweet, sweet, juicy ass. Oh, I wish you could see him, and the king's like, Stupid, it. sexy oh, king of the leprechauns. You yeah. tricky devil. Mm. He... He, he wished, and the, the king's like, I oh, wished he could see me, and he can see me. He sees me as a rabbit. Oh, monkey paw shit. <laughs> That's when the fucking Darby O'Gill picks up a big stone slab and just squashes the king of the leprechauns, <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. He you just fucking swings that bag against a tree as hard as he can. <laughs> Jason Voorhees style, until it just turns <laughs> into a bloody red pulp, and he just throws it in the lake, and then, yeah, credits roll. Uh-huh. Oh god! So the king, the king's like, ah, you know, he can see me as I really am in his dreams tonight. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't think that was going to become a plot point later, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So some guy took Katie to the dance, but he was going to take her home. But Pony literally strong arms arms him and oh, twisting his arm behind his back to give her a ride home. And what? Darby hates it. She shouldn't associate with the likes of him. And she goes to bed after saying she maybe she'll behave when her father stops spying on her. And he, they sit, he sits on the stairs with the king of the leprechauns and talks about how Katie might be in trouble if if he doesn't make that wish soon. The king says that because his people will be looking for him and may put the come hither on Katie, so he'll have to wish her free. Yeah. And uh, they fight like only Irish friends can fight. And <laughs> there's uh, just scanning through this, I just saw a shot of. Yeah, Darby puts his hand on the, the, the King Leprechaun, and his hand just turns into a giant paper mache hand. And, mm-hmm. like, and, like, the King Leprechaun has to, like, throw his face into the hand to make it look like he's he's just been <laughs> choked, and it's great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. And the so, way the arm moves, it's obviously just on a big boom arm. And like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Darby says he wants that third wish for Katie, but he doesn't know what she wants. Oh, if the king can figure out what she wants or get her married to a good man, he'll wish that third wish and let her go. And he's like, leave it to me. So he goes and talks to a sleeping or drunk Michael. And he does seem to be sincere in this. Like, he does spend yeah. the rest of the movie trying to get these two together, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, um, he goes and talks to a sleeping or drunk Michael, saying, oh, you should totally bang that lady. Oh, God, this but, goes on for a while, too. And, yeah. like, it's doing the thing where, like, like I, from the script perspective, it's, like, Michael's supposed to be able to see the leprechaun, even though he's, like, never opens his eyes. It's a little yeah. weird. But, like, the staging's a little weird, but, like, whatever, yeah. And Michael's like, I can't bang her. I barely know her. And it's like, that's never stopped anybody in movies from this era before. Yeah, seriously. I was like, the what King's fucking like, Pony's doing. Oh, God, fucking yeah, Pony. The, the king's like, yeah, I, I get it. I'd be scared of going after Pony's girl, too. And Michael's like, fuck a shit, boy. What you say? And the king's like, go back to sleep. I gotta go talk to Katie. 
buy a gun, kill <laughs> Pony. That's all he should be whispering <laughs> to his, his fucking ear. Yeah. God. So he goes to Katie and tells her she could get married, but she doesn't want to get married yet, so he berates her for getting too I old to get married. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, she wakes like, she, I love how sassy she is, even when she's unconscious. Yeah, it's she great. wakes up, he vanishes, but he comes back and is like, hey, I wanted to give you the last word, and her last word is new. And he says, yeah, that's good, that's good. Keep saying that, keep saying that. And I don't know what that... I don't, I, I like, don't know I thought that, that meant, like, like, that was gonna liberate, like, or, like, make him, like, give him the wherewithal to, like, like up his efforts to fuck shit up or something like that, but I no. I don't know. Like, yeah, again, like, that's, I don't know if there was, like, the lead scene that, like, riffed mm. off of that or something like that, but... Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. So the next day, uh, and Michael scenic and Katie... painting valley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they flirt out on the fields and hills and shit, and they chase each other, and ooh, the whimsy! Oh, but they run to Pony, who's just walking around their land, I guess. I guess, I guess his job is just to stop around all day, ruining everyone else's <laughs> lives. Like, yeah. He doesn't have a job. He's just an no, professional he's asshole. Just, he's just being an asshole, and he pushes yeah. Michael. They're going to get old-timey rock and sock and boxing, but Katie says, if you lay a finger on him, I'll never talk to you again. So he lets them pass as smarmily as he can. Oh... And now, Mike, man, you, you point out that Gaston thing, and now I can't stop thinking about that. And I'm yeah. glad I watched that so I actually get that reference. But Yeah, Michael says the next time uh, that kind of shit happens, just let him punch that guy in the face. And Katie, they get all hot-blooded and worked up and all juicy. And they, he's like, you don't care about me? And she's like, not at all. Not one bit. She closes her eyes thinking he's going to kiss her. Because I guess this is how Irish romance works. <laughs> Everyone's just abusing each other, yeah. <laughs> and he walks off, but she's too juiced up and chases him and kisses him. Watch a twist. And Darby claps. Yay, they're making out. I love watching my daughter get horny. And he claps <laughs> and the kid dances horribly. That's the title of the chapter stop. I love it when my daughter gets horny. <laughs> So uh, oh, he claps and then the king dances a jig and he's like, all right, you want to make that last wish now? And Darby's like, yeah, but then the bells ring and he's like, fuck, I can't make a wish on a Sunday with you, with you being evil black magic. I did, there's one or two points where that's dropped and I guess that is that is true. But like, it's funny how the movie just periodically reminds you that like flopper cuts are the work of the devil, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, da, 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 uh, he'll make his wish tomorrow on Monday. And the next day, mail arrives in town, and that nosy old bitch of a mom with another nosy old bitch read a postcard from the lordship, finding out that Michael's the one working there now, and being a raging, ugly old windbag, she decides to give the letter to Katie personally. God. Oh, she's and a this monster. This only happens because the movie needs a third act. Because yeah. if this hadn't happened, the movie would have just ended with, like, what, how the movie ends anyway. It, she kind of yeah. looks like uh, Mother Gothel, or whatever her name is, uh, from, from yeah, Mother uh, Tangled, Gothel. as she's aging away into dust. <laughs> I feel bad for that lady that anyone would say that, because the whole point is that Mother Gothel's turning into a hideous skeleton monster, but yeah. That's your really, point being. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a really good point. Oh my god. Yeah. So, if she just like uh, pulled her cloaked out over her head and was like and then fell off a balcony and turned into dust. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So she shows the letter to Pony and he's like, Fucking man, what are you doing? You said I had the job all the while. This but this Mom, Michael guy has it. And yeah. she responds with he wouldn't have a job if I had a son who's man enough to run him out of town. 
Ooh, what a bitter old cunt. Oh Oof, my. do <laughs> They just Damn. made a sequel that is just all the main characters beating her to death for two hours. I'd be happy. <laughs> so Katie's packing later because she got the letter and she knows what's going on. Yeah, Michael she finally comes... understands everything that's going on, yeah. Michael comes in and she's mad at about the whole thing, saying he's a strong young man, super deluxe. He could work anywhere, but no, he's got to come there and take her father's place. Yeah, Katie, because your dad was doing such a great job. Is that how it works? Yeah, like he could have worked forever if no young man was ever born to take his place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he said he don't want her to go anywhere. He wants her to stay there and marry him because he loves her. And he thinks she marries him too. And she's like, love ya. And then she storms out because, oh, she's so mad. She got a fiery Irish temper. Uh, And I guess she's mad at that guy for because her dad lied to her. So uh, Darby goes to the pub to make his last wish. And he talks for a while about how he's got to plan all that shit. He oh, that's right. He gives a, this big speech. Yeah. Can't wish for a big house because what do you? How are you gonna? Are you gonna have servants that run the house? How are you gonna pay for that? Again, house? showing how clever he is about the leprechaun stuff. Yeah, you because you're not gonna get money to pay for the utilities. You're not. You're mm-hmm. not. Yeah, you're not gonna get help to run the place. You're just gonna be this poor man with this empty house that you can't afford to live in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Katie comes in after he's ranting for a while. Oh God, Katie! Yeah. And she's like, "We gotta get back to the house. We gotta leave today." And we gotta get the horse. And he's like, hey, yeah, 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 get out of here. And she just throws his bag on the ground. And the king escapes as a rabbit. She's lucky because oh, Katie's no. pissed off enough. She's the king's lucky. She didn't throw him into the fireplace or do something worse with or the bag. Start hitting Darby with the <laughs> yeah, bag. Exactly, yeah. They get squished Leprechaun King real quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the house, oh, no. she's she's decided she's gonna go get the horse at night. But Michael says she can't because it's dark and she'll get herself killed. So she hits him with a big bundle of rope in the face and storms off and then oof. she's magically sick later is that well, the last time we see her until the finale because like even while watching this i felt like i missed something yeah because yeah, next she, time we see her she's unconscious by yeah. a rock um, as she leaves he tries to follow her but pony hits him on the head with a and knocks him out taking so him to the manor house yeah, so he's he hoping he, that fucking Fitz, Lord Fitzpatrick will wake up in the next morning and see this new man that he's hired totally... Oh, yeah, you, well, yeah, you, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well, you, he takes him to the manor house. No, and the Lord, he's not. he doesn't live there right now. Oh, okay. He's he's elsewhere. He's like, this is his summer home that I think Darby has to take care of. And so is he, so does he just knock him out and douse him in beer with the hoping that like he thinks the rest of the neighborhood's going to just... Like, well, not he, even the yeah, Lord, he but the rest of the neighborhood's going to... Making I like sure to take beer. A- it's I do like he takes a swig of sw- sw- yeah. whatever booze he's dousing him with too. Well, I was like, that's actually. He's like, cool. I just gotta get a little sweaty. Yeah. And he says to stay there till his lordship sees him. And I thought he was gonna show up later with his lordship, but I don't know. Yeah. I guess no. Pony's just such an idiot. He's like, I'll show up eventually. Something, you just stay unconscious forever. Something battle happen if I just knock this guy out, douse him in whiskey, and just leave him yeah. by the steps by this house. I guess no. I guess some plan will happen that will work <laughs> out in my favor. No yeah. way anybody could see through this foolproof plan. God. Also, we should also point out the king escaped because when Katie knocked over the bag in the pub, uh, the oh, king yeah. turned back right. into a rabbit and disappeared. Yep. So Darby gets home, sees Katie's been packing, and who would have thought lying to your daughter could have ended in disaster? <laughs> I know. I think I, so I, I, if Darby weren't an idiot, this movie would have been five minutes long, but yeah. Yeah, he sees the letter from his lordship and starts running around looking for her, finding Michael outside the manor and... He wakes him up with a slap to the face, thinking he was drunk. 
but realizes pretty much right away that he isn't, and it's, it got hit on the head. Yeah. And he's like, who did it, lad? And he's like, I don't know, but I can guess. And Michael says, Katie went to go get the horse, and Darby's like, ah, you let her go. And Michael's like, bitch hit me in the face, man. She was, <laughs> she was male. Everyone, I just got beat up by two different people in town tonight. I don't even know what's going on. I just came here for, I answered a job listing in the newspaper. <laughs> All you motherfuckers can go to hell. Yep. So she's busy chasing the horse on Matt Painting Mountain. Mm-hmm. And maybe keep it in the stables? Yeah. yeah oh, Put a oh, rope sh- around its neck? Do something? Oh, shit. It's the whale of the banshee. That's the same sound Darby heard when Katie's mother was taken that one night. Which She'll I be destroyed was, entirely. I, I thought that was going to be a plot device. Like, like, like you'd find out, like, so, like somehow the Banshee is connected to the, the, what, the, the death of his wife. But no, I guess the, Dan, the Banshee is literally just the harbinger of death. It's just, yeah. I guess everyone, when they're about to die, is going to hear this Banshee. Because it's going to call down this evil death coach to whisk them away to the land of the dead, I guess. But, mm-hmm. yeah. So they run to save Katie. Pressing X over and over again to keep shouting her name. <laughs> exactly, yeah. This goes on for a little while before, yeah, they just... Katie, for some reason, is knocked out at the, like, the bottom of this like four-foot cliff by some rocks. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing the she... The horse is pres- looking at her! When Darby finds her, the horse is looking over the cliff down at her, which almost yeah. kind of me like, rewatching it now, kind of looks like the horse may have pushed her off the cliff and is, like, it looking at It could have. It knocked his- Darby over yeah. into the well. Uh, you know, that's right. actually a point out. Maybe he is a puka. Yeah, but oh shit! It's the banshee, all wailing, green, floating, oh. and and combing its hair. Yeah, it's just all. Darby throws his lantern at it, and it vanishes. It's like no fire. I do like bad. it flies away. Like it really did. Like you can't be hurt by the lantern, but it still kind of dodges out of the way, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> like, oh, uh. like, no, I mean, I can't get hurt by it, but still, I don't want to be. You know, you just <laughs> take precautions, even when you're a banshee. Yeah. So they t- it's, it's like if I ever got the magic ability to fly, I'd always just fly four feet or three feet off the exactly. ground because I'd be afraid of it going away and falling too far. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to tempt fate. You want to use this yeah. power wisely, yeah. Yeah. I love so the idea that, like, you'd f- like, instead of fly, I mean, I guess you would still get to most places as fat, like, well, no. But I like the idea of, like, you'd fly from coast to coast and you're just zipping through these streets. Like, you can't, you're never going to fly over any buildings, but you're just always just up, like, a couple feet above the ground. Just like <laughs> yeah, a, just, just, just this could go. <laughs> this could go away at any moment. I don't want to fall. And you're going slowly <laughs> enough. You're not even, like, in a Superman pose. You're kind of like this 45-degree angle where your feet are so, almost, <laughs> almost scraping above the ground. You're just kind of like... <laughs> yep. Yeah. Anyway. S- Michael shows up. They gotta get Katie home. They take her home. Yeah, she suddenly is about to sick. Well, like it's not like she fell and is dying from injury. She suddenly got a fever from being on top of Matt Painting Mountain for more than five yeah. minutes, I guess. She's not doing too well. They got a priest there. Hey, maybe get a doctor? Yeah, Assholes? that's... Fucking Ireland. I fucking playing up the Irish Catholic <laughs> stereotypes of like, yeah, it's like, rather than getting a doctor, they just get a priest, and like, when the doctor, even the priest is like, oh man, shit's getting real bad, instead of calling a doctor, I'm just gonna put on my last rites robes. Mm-hmm. It's like, motherfucker, get her, get her some Advil, maybe that's what she, she needs, some Pepto-Bismol, <laughs> she'll be okay. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. The Banshee starts to wail again outside, Darby goes out of the, that room and opens the front door it gets what might be a terrible special effect now but hot damn it's... that that banshee lunging at the camera yeah. and, and wailing was night with her monster mash face was nightmare fuel for like a six year old it does look pretty scooby-doo-ish but like for like when you're a I little mean, kid 
it even made I think it was back in the day when it it was still like he, he didn't have the quality of shit that he does now filming wise it was the number one like scariest children movie on the nostalgic critics uh like oh really top 10 list yeah okay yeah I can see that because it's still I mean it's a scary banshee like it really is and it's like I like you said the photographic yeah, but... effects look a little black sabbathy like music video-ish from like 1972 but like yeah but it's... if I had just watched for a couple more seconds it would have gotten really funny when Darby tries to hit it with a shovel and chases it around <laughs> again that's the other thing where it like dodges out of the way of a shovel being thrown at it it's like again just being safe yeah mm-hmm it's a scary, oh, it's spooky now. Yeah, but and suddenly the Banshee does some more wailing, and suddenly a black coach appears in the sky and starts uh, yeah. hunt, like f- flying down towards uh, where Calls Darby's for at. the death coach. Darby's like, oh, King Brian, come on, man. Yeah. And he's like, what do you want? He sh- he appears out of nowhere, and he's like, send that death coach away. And he's like, I don't got the power to do that. Once it shows up, it's got to take somebody. I guess even with the wish, he can't, like, wish it away. Yeah. And he Darby's doesn't like, explicitly say that, but, yeah. And Darby's like, oh well, if it's gotta have somebody in it, I got I make have let me make my third wish. I wish Pony and his mom would take Katie's place. I know. Actually, that would have been perfect. <laughs> and like, and then I would love to see the king go like, that's actually a pretty clever solution to this whole problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, he says take me instead of her, and uh, so more's the pity granted. And he I do like how sad the king is at having to grant this wish. Yeah. yeah. And the fucking... That black coach, man, that is some fucking... Speaking of Black Sabbath music video, that is some metal-ass shit when it shows up and it's got, like, a headless coachman. Yeah, I didn't look it's... it up to see, but it it, kinda, it looks a lot like the, the stage coaster outside of the Haunted Mansion. I was about to say, I wouldn't be a bit... I, I don't think the Haunted Mas- Mansion got bashed together until a couple years after this, but it, it's entirely possible, yeah, they just used the same prop from this and just... Yeah, because, I mean, this is all... None of this was filmed in Ireland. It was all filmed, like, at the Disney Ranch, like, like, mm. like, like, just... I don't know how far away L.A. is from Orange County, or if Orange County is part of L.A., but, like, yeah, they... Yeah, I wouldn't be that surprised if it's the same thing. Yeah. yeah, it starts to pour down rain, and the headless driver tells Darby O'Gill to get in. So he does, and they ride away into the sky, and then the king appears in the coach and is like, oh, I thought I should be at your side when it all ends, Darby. You were a fucking choice adversary. Super, super awesome. Yeah, all my 5,000 years, you were one motherfucker in them. <laughs> Darby just wants Katie to be alright, and the king's like, oh, don't worry about her. Her fever broke the moment you set foot in the carriage. Oh, and they reminisce for a little bit, and the king's like, oh, I wish I could come with you, Darby O'Gill. This is pretty clever. I didn't see this coming. And Darby O'Gill says, I I wish you could too. And then the king laughs and is like, hey, asshole, there's your fourth wish. Get the fuck out of here and blast him with lightning and sends him flying out of the carriage. (laughs) what happens too yeah which was which flying more in the gentle sky than, than it sounds like yeah yeah it was flying in the sky but all of a sudden it's on the road i guess <laughs> yeah there. randomly yeah yep. katie's and all better now what yeah this does not well this does not undo the uh, like it's wait how this because like what was the second wish the second wish was that michael could see him see the king what was the first wish that the king couldn't get away until he made all his wishes Oh, that's it. Okay, uh... Okay, yeah, so there's no reason, because... Well, I guess his third wish was to take the place, but, like... 
You think that would that wouldn't necessarily mean that Katie gets better? Whatever, it works out in the end. Oh yeah, there, there's some logical weirdness there, but like yeah, just yeah. the fact the other two wishes were undone, but like mm-hmm. the, the effects of those wishes are still in place. So yeah, whatever. Yeah, yep. Katie's all better now. Michael yeah, just magically, she's like they like literally, it's only been like like three minutes for Darby O'Gill, and he goes back and sees her, and she's like, oh hey, what's up? Yep, she's like, oh, I've got a wicked temper, and he's like, I like a lively girl. Now if we can do something about those bangs. Darby's I the love story. people who hate bangs on women. It's great. Like it's such an it's, arbitrary. No, I don't thing. hate bangs on women. No, just but like her, or even like hers, like, are, specific, hers are just a bit too high and and just. I've known uh, some women who've been catty about other women with bangs or the quality of ba- like bangs is a touchy issue for like yeah, well yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of ladies that think they can pull off the Betty Page bangs and yeah. they can't. Pretty much, if you go into a vegan restaurant in Portland, there's going to be a lady with a piercing on in her, on her septum and Betty Page bangs working there, mm-hmm. and big chunky glasses, guaranteed. I've got bangs. I think I look beautiful. Uh, Wait, no, I it's... don't have bangs. Actually, no, because my hair's growing out. Actually, oh, okay, I was going to make that. Jo- anyway, mm, anyway, anyway, back to the story. Anyway, anyway, Darby's at the pub telling the story later, and Pony laughs about the whole thing. He's like, oh, I don't believe you. <laughs> and I don't know how this fool is still allowed anywhere in town, but then this Michael comes in. unemployed motherfucker. <laughs> and Michael comes in and is like, you know, somebody hit me on the head, and then the king of the leprechauns told me it was you. <laughs> king of the leprechauns, yeah. <laughs> the, the, and the, the king of the leprechauns told me I should punch that motherfucker right in the face. And Darby try or Pony tries to uh, sneaky punch him, do a sucker punch, but it gets dodged. And then they fight for a while, while Darby O'Gill mugs making faces with his missing top teeth. They sp- literally half this fight is just Darby O'Gill just mugging at the. I wonder if this fight was supposed to go on longer, but for whatever reason they didn't have as much footage because it, yeah. it mostly is just Darby O'Gill just making faces. Uh, yeah. And there's actually one bit where fucking. Uh, Sean Connery gets whacked on the wrist with a wine bottle? Mm-hmm. And I thought that was going to play into the fight somehow, but no, you just, like, you think that would at least break his wrist or something like that, but no, he yeah. keeps on punching with that same hand, but yeah, yep. he quickly just turns around and beats the shit out of uh, uh, Pony, finally. Yeah, knocks him through a table, and then they, they, uh, Darby and Michael leave the pub, and his mother comes in and goes, ah, and goes over to her son, and he's like, ah, woman, I've had enough of you. And that's all she gets as her come up. It's like, yes, her Seriously, shitty son doesn't like her. I can't believe the king doesn't show up and drop kick her ass into space or something. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. So they all get on the carriage with Katie, and they ride home as they sing that one song in the movie, and it's yeah. over. It's very cute. Hum it's fine. Dee. It's probably one of the better Disney movies from that era. I saw some people suggest that this is the best live-action Disney movie, which Mary Poppins aside, maybe, I guess? I mean, it's better than Herbie the Love Bug. Yeah, it's better than the computer. The war tennis shoes. It's not actually a great film by itself, but um, it's cute. Yeah, yeah. And you think it holds up? When was the last time you'd seen this movie? Oh, long, long. See, that's time what I was could... wondering. I don't know if it had been within like the last two decades or so. Like I said, it's it, it's it drags some. I mean, it's only an hour and a half, but it's still there's well, where it's only like, an hour and a half, but like it. half the plot only happens just because. Characters make stupid decisions like, multi, like a couple different times throughout it. Like, like I said, the whole the whole last act only happens because the fucking like the mail gets intercepted and like the bad guys like learn. Like, yeah, it's it's. But no, it is it is. 
that was a cute little movie. And like the special effects were nice and yeah, just an affable little flick. Yeah. It's fine. But like um, I said at the beginning, it's a, you can really enjoy something as a kid and then grow up and take a look back at that and go, ah, it wasn't as good as I thought it was. It's okay to do that, people. The yeah. Transformers movie is not a masterpiece. It's okay. Oh, the you animated can admit one? admit it. Yeah. Yeah. You and you can, can still enjoy it. it, but like you don't have to yeah. press it upon everyone else being a masterpiece of cinema, though, at the same time. Ugh. Have a little bit of perspective about the things you love, especially if they were things that you fell in love with when you were a kid. Uh, which is why like, I should probably throw all my Star Wars stuff out, because come on. Like, I don't know why Ugh. YouTube recommends me garbage, but it's always like, Hey, here's here's a video we thought you'd like. It's somebody saying, why do all kids shows suck now? And it's, it's like, like no, they what? don't. <laughs> they don't. Shit you was terrible back in the day. Have you seen Oliver and Company? Go back and watch He-Man. That's a shitty <laughs> fucking cartoon. Yeah. That rock and theme song, but like, yeah. That's the yeah. one thing I cannot objectively... Jeff would be like, like a lot of actually '80s cartoon theme songs were pretty consistently pretty badass. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, Darby will get a little people. It's 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 cute enough. Special effects. I feel like they should have done more of them. Yeah, it's a little lights, and I can. It's 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 funny to see how they kept on on the budget by just really only showing one leprechaun for most of the movie, aside from the cave sequence. So yeah. they didn't have to worry about like like having to do multiple special effects in the same shot or anything like that. But yeah, for what it is though, it, it definitely looks fine. Like this, yeah. And like even the places where it gets a little goofy is like charmingly goofy. Like I said, with the obviously oversized props and stuff. But yeah. I'm glad you liked it. That's and especially you, like I said, this has been one of the most uh, consistent things you've ever talked about doing on the podcast. I'm glad that now yeah. we did it. Like it didn't wasn't too much of a disappointment for you, and I'm glad I enjoyed it too. But. Yeah. Plus, I, I know it makes sense, but it's still wild to think that the guy that played Darby O'Gill was born in 1885. Oh my god, yeah. When people were born in Back to the Future 3, that is fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure he only lived for a couple more years after this, because, you know... Um, yeah, yeah he died in 1970. I did see the lady who plays the old mom! She, like, lived until, like, 1985 or something like that. Woof, so she lived for, like, another, like, like, 20 years after this movie, which is ridiculous. Uh, no, that's sweet. It's like 30 years after that shit. shit. Um, yeah, she was born I in 1883 and lived until 1984. So she was 101. Oh, wow, she was like almost... Oh, Jesus Christ. You think she looks rough in this movie? Imagine what she looked like, like <laughs> almost 30 years after this, dude. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Hopefully they had to make her up to look older in this movie, but... She was acting until 1980. God, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, looking up her uh, Wikipedia page, she didn't... She wasn't anything I distinctly remember, but I wonder if she... She must have shown up, like, in an episode of a TV thing or something that I remember. Because these are, these are all actors who were based in the U.S. at this time, because even though they're... Like, you know, all Irish and Scottish and stuff like that. Yeah, this is, like, filmed at the Disney Ranch in San Bernardino or whatever the fuck. Um, and, yeah, speaking about when this, when and how this movie was made, the only other little bit of trivia I had was... Uh, so, yeah, this movie was the product of, just like Mary Poppins, of Disney going to Europe and, like, of finding a country and being like, this movie, this country is really great. We should make a movie based off of a supernatural, supernatural stereotype of this country. Let's find, like, a children's book that we could turn into a movie about this country. Oh. And, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I was just flipping through that old lady's photos, and she wasn't something we saw. What's that? She was one of the old ladies that Zero Mostel bangs in the producers. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I wonder if that's it, or if there's even anything else that, like... 
Yeah, because I, I thought she looked familiar. Like, not enough that I've seen her in a million things, but, like, I, I, that face. Other than the fact that she looks like Mother Gothel slash uh, Snow White Evil Queen. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. God, he had to remind me that we talked about the producers. Sorry. Oh, God. Oh, that's a bummer. That was What's-His-Face, too. That's uh, Mel Brooks? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. That's the thing. Okay, that reminds me. That's one of the things once we're done with Marvelous May. That's I wanted to talk about Blazing Saddles. Mm. Um, not to actually shit. I want to write that down because I'm gonna forget. actually I could come back and just listen to this episode. Blazing saddle. There was something I was thinking the uh, earlier. This not blazing bladders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> that's an unfortunate, that my... <laughs> unfortunate medical know. condition. Because I think blazing and saddles and my got conflated in my head to bladders, and I wrote blazing bladders. <laughs> Which happens nice. to us all as we get older. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, that movie was terrible. No, anyway, so, yeah, the making of this movie was, yeah, uh, uh, Disney went to Europe and we went to Ireland. He was like, I want to make an Ireland movie. And uh, so, yeah, they just uh, found, uh, there was, like, two books, Darby Gill and the whatever and the whatever. And <laughs> they timed the making and the release of this movie. So uh, the movie was... Uh, released just a year after the copyrights of the books were uh, expired, so Disney didn't have to pay any royalties to the author. Mm. Yeah, so like, fuck you, Walt Disney, come on. Yeah, and like this on top gross. of everything he did with P.L. Travers with Mary Poppins, where he signed, he, he got her to sign off so she he could make Mary Poppins and then fucked her over a thousand different ways on that project too. It's like, come on, man, like, it's the author. Especially if they're still alive. Like, throw home a couple bucks. Jesus. Mm -hmm. You fucker. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Do you know what you're doing? So, you have three projects for Marvelous May. Mm hmm I have two. Do you have any idea what you wanted? Because this is your second. Yeah, I'm, then... I'm, I'm bouncing around between, like, three. Oh, you have a couple of rough ideas? Okay, because I know yeah. what I'm doing next, even though this could be a little unique for us, because we're going to be talking about a newer movie. But mm. in keeping with the, my theme of Disney-produced superhero movies about flying men because you know we talked about the rocketeer last week which oh shit i gotta pimp that on twitter as soon as we're done recording uh i want to talk about iron man 3 oh that means i gotta watch iron man 2 <laughs> no i've never seen iron man 2 have so why you are we watching iron man 3 because well this is the actually more important thing why have are we seen... spending two hours and 11 minutes to watch iron man 3 <laughs> instead of two have you seen that? I, I should have asked you about this before we uh, like made this choice. Have you seen Endgame yet? Um, I have seen uh, Iron Man. I've seen Captain America. I've seen Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, wow. I didn't realize you were that behind on your MCU uh, bullshit. I've seen uh, the, the first Avengers one with the... the yeah. And that's this, it, I think. With Jake's Jake's the Snake Roberts is the bad guy. No, no, the one with uh, uh, Ultron. Oh, that's the second. Wow. Oh, second. Oh, this second, is gonna whatever. be really interesting. Then, oh shit. Do you care if we? Okay. Do we? <laughs> do you care if I talk about Endgame spoilers next week? No. Okay. It's. It'll be. There's some things I got. It's a little thing. It's just. My justification for wanting to talk about Iron Man 3, because I saw this in the theaters, and I'm not, like, the world's biggest MCU fan, and I saw a lot of people either, like, really talking up how great uh, Iron Man 3 was when it first came out, or about how fucking terrible it is. A lot of people mm. hate this fucking movie. And I saw it in theaters, and I thought it was okay, but now that I've seen more of these movies, and especially, like, now that the whole, this first phase 
of the MCU's wound down with the the with the Avengers Endgame. Um, I think this is a more interesting movie because it's the most pivotal. Iron Man three is the most pivotal movie for the most uh, uh, pivotal character in the MCU, which is in itself like the biggest movie property in the world right now. So I think it's kind of I don't know, just just for a superhero movie. Uh, it's interesting because it was made by Shane Black, who wrote The Predator and made, like, Lethal Weapon and stuff like that. And so it's got more of, like, it feels like an actual movie, even though, like, it's obviously, like, a sequel to other movies and stuff like that. It kind of stands on its own as its own movie enough that, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And like I said, it was totally in keeping because my original idea was The Rocketeer. And then I was like, I was looking for an excuse to talk about Iron Man 3 on the podcast someday. And then I was like, well, and again, this is something that I've seen before, so this... That's kind of like the thing with the Marvelous May. And also, I like the fact that, like, this is a movie that, like, again, a Disney-produced superhero movie about a flying man. Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. This will be an experiment. We'll see. You just might be at the end of next week's episode just kind of like, Bill, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> it's two and a half hour long. It's not two and a half hours long. No. Actually, if you take no. the credits out, that movie's only about 90 minutes long. It's mm, like all the fair. Marvel movies. It's half yeah. hour of credits at the end. Um yeah. But okay, yeah, okay. Well, I thought, okay, this will be interesting then. It'll be interesting it's conversation. It's Iron Man three next time. Yeah, <laughs> he was murdered on Twitter on the group Toronto Tor Podcast on Twitter, Tiny Podcast, all the things. Thanks for listening. That was Darby O'Kill and the little people. Yeah, yeah. Let us know if you know any Irish people. If this movie is it culturally insensitive, because I'm genuinely con. Curious. About I don't think that. we said anything culturally insensitive. So as long as oh, we didn't I'm do that, oh, I'm sure we did. <laughs> I mean, I can't remember if Shalili's actually Irish or Scottish. Now that I think about it, but mm. anyway, yeah. that's neither here or there. But like, anyway, that's neither yeah. here nor there. Thanks for listening. I got no fancy, fancy Irish way to end this podcast. Well, especially because if you don't want to talk, like we're just congratulating ourselves on not being too racist in this episode. You don't want to top it off with like a racist exclamation right at the finish line. Should we should just? <laughs> And one of us should just do the Irish goodbye and just vanish. Oh, is <laughs> that a thing? That, yeah, the, the, the Irish goodbye is when you just leave a ghost a party. You just vanish from it without saying goodbye to anybody. Oh, wow. I've done a lot of Irish uh, goodbyes in my day, then, too. Yeah. So, yeah, we just shut down the podcast halfway mid-sense. Pew! Well, yeah, or just one of us would stop talking, but that would have taken planning and, like, actual us yeah, discussing the beginning the, or the ending <laughs> of the podcast. For hey, whatever! Hey, and whatever. People understand, dark. like, yeah, we, we play it by ear here, so things kind of fly apart, and that's like, oh, kind of interesting. Anyway, I should up and we should go. Anyway, yeah, we should go until next time. Keep having your horses, potatoes, 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 potatoes. You just had to do it right at the end. Okay, take care, guys. <laughs> <laughs>